quick review tonight's lesson is going to be uh, part two on expecting the word to come to pass. <clears throat> For the last several weeks here on Wednesday night, we've been talking about the operation of faith. Y'all, these last two series I've been teaching you have been, have been, have been under an apostolic anointing. I've been, I taught on the believer's authority, and, I, and I'm teaching now on the operation of faith. And this is equipping the saints for the work of ministry. I was thinking about that coming here tonight, that I, my job as a pastor is to equip you for the work of ministry. You know, God needs more needs people to do many different things in the, in the church or in the body of Christ. But more than anything, He needs us to be His hands, His feet, and His mouth. We need to represent Jesus Christ in this earth. Can I have an amen? amen? That's why we left here, you know. After we get saved, uh, it's not time to depart and go to heaven the minute you get born again. You're left here for a reason and a purpose. And the reason is you have an, all of us have an assignment. We can all be used by God. Uh, Jesus said to all those that believe in me, these signs will follow them. He's talking about just believers. These signs will follow those that just believe. So you don't have to have a title. Don't ever think you have to have a title to go to the hospital to pray for somebody. Don't think you have to have a title to speak a word, a prophecy to somebody in the parking lot. You don't have to have a title. As a believer, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God living inside of you. And it can be activated and loosed anywhere you are. And that's usually where it's needed, is out beyond the doors of the church. That's where people are. Amen? Ordinary people, hallelujah, a lot of people today don't put a lot of focus on coming to church. So we got to be greater witnesses outside the door of the church. Wherever God puts us, wherever we are, we've got to be, be representing Jesus Christ in this earth. That's why you have been left here to lift up Jesus, to magnify His name, and continue in His ministry. So, the op we, we got to learn more about the operation of faith. I have found out through many years of ministry, I think around 27 years, that a lot of times people talk about faith in the church, and they think they know what faith is, but when you get hang around them for a little while, you find out, no, they're, they're not really in faith at all. They just, they have a false idea of what faith is. But if you look yourself in the mirror, and whenever you are believing God for something, you don't necessarily have to have all five of these working for you, but you need to have uh, several of these uh, in operation if you are really believing God and in faith. You'll see the evidence of these. First of all, you've got to, to have faith. Where does faith start? How do you get faith? How do you accumulate it? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. That's where faith originates from. If, you, if somebody says they have faith, but they don't know God's Word, it's impossible. They can know God exists, but listen, God... What uh, 
the way he works is he, he, he performs his word. Whenever he speaks something, hallelujah, he gives us a promise. We have to stand on the promises of God. The Bible says in Corinthians that the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. So, but when we hear the word, that's where we get faith. That's his will. We find out the will of God in the word of God. Step two, after you hear the word, everybody has a choice. You know, everybody that heard, hears about Jesus don't believe in Jesus. You have a choice to believe it or not believe it. Some people believe in, in coming to church. Some people don't believe in coming to church. Some believe you don't need to come to church. Some believe that uh, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some people don't believe in being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some churches believe in uh, praying for the sick, laying hands on the sick, anointing them with oil. Some churches don't believe that. I, it amazes me what people don't believe. Y'all hear me tonight? Yeah. Are you a believer? Amen. Amen. I'm talking to believers. So, uh, but listen, here's the thing. Whatever you, whenever you find it in God's Word and you believe it, you can have what you believe. You can receive what you believe. Anything you don't believe, don't worry, it won't come to you. If you don't believe in healing, don't worry. You won't be healed. Don't worry. If you don't believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's okay. We know He healed in, in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We know that He began to continue to heal in the book of Acts through the disciples. We know He continued to do miracles. But uh, today, some churches stop right there and say, well, that was back in Jesus' time. But that, that same move and the anointing that was back then in the book of Acts ain't for today. I hate hearing stuff like that. I'm like, why in the world would Jesus take uh, miracles from the church? You, God is a miracle worker. He, that's, who, that's who He is. He's all-powerful. He's almighty. So, one, two, number three, after you believe, hear the word, believe the word, we have something, a part we have to play. This is where a lot of people fail, right here. They, they hear the word, they believe, and they say, I'm in faith. I'm believing God. But their mouth says something else. Their mouth does not line up with, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Instead of going around saying, I'm healed, Jesus bore the stripes on his back, they go around and talk about how sick they are, or how broke they are, how much pain they in, how much chaos is going on. So with their words, they nullify their prayers. If they would look themselves in the, in, the, in the mirror, they would find out they're not in faith because of what they're saying. See, all these things have to line up. Begin to speak the word. Speak the word only. No matter what you're going through, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how bad it looks, no matter what the doctor said, Listen, go back to Isaiah 53, verse 1. It said, whose report will you believe? As a child of God, there ain't but one report you're supposed to believe. And that's it. This is it. God's Word. God's Word. Don't let the circumstances move you. Don't let a bad report move you. Don't let your pain move you. Don't let nothing move you. 
You continue to speak the Word. And we found out when you're, you're speaking the Word, the Word is found in two places. It's found in your mouth and it's found in your heart. Amen? That, that ain't the Scripture for that. The, the Scripture for it's in your mouth and in your, in your heart comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 8. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 13. So, anyhow, this is a review. I'm not going to speak on those each one of these tonight. Number four, after you speak the word, after you get, sometimes you come up, you get prayer. You know what the next thing you're supposed to do after you get prayer? By faith. We're still, everything's by faith. It's not by emotions. It's not by feelings. When someone lays hands on you and you, you say, I'm sick. I want you to lay your hands on me. I come to believe God to heal me. I believe Jesus Christ will heal me. I believe in the laying on of hands. Well, if you believe that, when someone prays for you and they release the anointing, hallelujah, you've got to act like it's true. You don't have to wait for a lightning bolt to hit you. You don't have to wait for fire, a manifestation to happen. Some people are, well, I didn't feel nothing. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Amen? Some people see they wait to believe God when they feel something. When I feel it, I got it. No. You by faith, you may not feel nothing. I've laid hands on people, my hand felt like a piece of ice. But the people said I felt fire. I don't I can't go by feelings. They felt fire, my hand feel cold. It ain't about feelings. But whenever someone prays for you, act on the word. Act on it. If God tells you to give, see if you're sitting in your seat and God says, I want you to give $10 to missions. If He speaks that into your heart, you know what the next thing you have to do? Huh? Do it. Do it means act on it. What happens when God speaks to you and you react to what He said? That's when the blessings begin to flow. That's when the blessings begin to flow. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 said, if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, hallelujah, and obey His voice, the blessings of God will overrun you and overtake you. Obedience is always the key. After you hear Him, do it. If you're doing it, you've got to act on it. If the Lord tells you to go to the hospital, Lisa, and pray for somebody, you can't pray for at home for them. If He tells you to go, you can't just say, well, I can't make it happen today. I think I'll just stay home and pray. God will be all right with that. No, God ain't all right with that. If he tells you to go, you got to go. Amen? There's something that, the act of faith, that happens whenever you act on his word, something in the supernatural, God jumps in there with you and walks with you and goes with you and things begin to happen. You got to act on the word. Amen? Always act. If somebody prays for you, hallelujah, it's good to say, do something you couldn't do before. Jesus always said that. If there was a lame man there, what would Jesus say? Take up your bed and walk. What was he expecting that guy to do? Act. He didn't say, I'm going to help you up. 
I'm going to pick you up with both my hands and I'm going to stand you on your feet. No, Jesus spoke. Speak. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Stretch out your withered hand. That's when you have to act. When you act on what he said, that's when the miracle is released. Y'all see this? You have to act. You have to act. After you act on the Word. Step number five is very important too. And I touched on this Sunday morning, but I didn't get done with it. After you have done these, we're still examining our faith. We're still looking. Am I actually believing God? Do I understand how, how faith actually works? The operation of faith is after you have done these four, expect the Word to come to pass. Expectation. Sunday morning I told y'all, you always get what you expect. If you're expecting nothing, you're going to get nothing. Some people, whenever the doctor tells them of something, gives them a report, this is what's on your x-ray. This is what I see going on in your body. And some people expect the worst. That's the first thing they do, a negative. And they start, they start jumping to conclusions that ain't even there. They'll have themselves in, in, in intensive care in a few weeks through fear and worry. Nothing there. Doctor said, I didn't even say all that. Where'd you get all this? Well, I thought that's what you meant. They thought the worst. They expected the worst. And guess what? There's a lot of people died real early because they expected the worst. That means they had faith in the worst. If you're in faith, you're going to be expecting the best. You're going to be expecting God to show up and show out. Expect the word to come to pass. What word are you standing on? If you believe in God, you've got to have the word. What word are you standing on? Well, I don't have no word. Well, you're probably not in faith. Get you a promise. You don't have to have 40. You don't have to have 50. You don't have to have 10. Sometimes God will give you one word. And one word is sufficient. It's called a rhema word. And a rhema word is an on-time word for an on-time situation. All you got to do is cling to that one verse. And what does he want you to do? Get it in your heart and speak it out of your mouth. Amen? Get it in your, in your heart, speak it out of your mouth, hallelujah, and stand on it. And begin to praise God for the answer. And if you're praising him for the answer, you're expecting to, to see what you're believing for. Remember, Catherine Coleman was asked, what is faith? What's your definition of faith? Catherine Coleman was a, a, a lady that God used in, in miracles, signs, and wonders. That's where Benny Hinn, he used to follow her. And when she, she said, stop believing what you see. If you're going to be a person of faith, that's going to be your number one step. Start right there. Stop Believing what you see. It, it may look bad. Don't believe how bad it is. Be ignorant. <laughs> Sophie says sometimes, she just gets aggravated with me. Is that? He don't, 
See, he don't see right. I'm like, I refuse to see that. I ain't going in that direction for no reason. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to fret about it. I ain't going to walk the floor all night about it. I'm going to lay down and go to sleep and pray. Pray and lay down and go to sleep. And I'm going to put it in the Lord's hand. I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to know God's word. I'm going to pull one out. Holy Ghost going to give me one. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to speak it. Hallelujah. And I'm going to begin to praise God. I'm going to expect the best. Whenever I prayed for my brother, my friend down in Macon, Georgia, I was expecting to see him out of that bed. I said, you're going back to work. I said, you're going back to work. You're going to walk out of this hospital. That's what I said while he's still laying there. Comatose. That's what you got to speak. Life and death is in your tongue. But I'm expecting him to get up out of the bed. I, I say stuff like that. I don't matter what they look like in the bed. I said, you're going home. You're going to get well. Jesus is going to touch you. You're going home. I want you to come to this church and I want you to testify. They sit in their life. And, and, and you know, you never know who's in the room. All of them ain't, ain't believers. And all of them don't know nothing about the operation of faith. They go to church, but they don't know nothing about faith. And they saying, this fella is cuckoo. This fella is crazy. He does not know the doctor's report on this guy. This guy, according to their terminology and their knowledge, he ain't going home. When I seen Brian Aldridge in intensive care, dead, had died, 35 minutes, no oxygen. They finally got him, he kicked him eight times with the paddles. Got his heart going again. I walked into his, 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 in there when his head swelled up like a watermelon. His hands swelled up so big uh, and feet. He ain't moved, he looked like a mummy. And I walked in there and started praying. I said, I said he, 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 gonna, he gonna live and not die and declare the works of God. Y'all know that's the scripture, right? He's gonna live. <laughs> I love to say that. I quote that. He's going to live and not die and declare the words of God. The doctors got him dead. The nurses got him dead. Half the family got him dead. And I say, he ain't dying. And you know what? They think you cuckoo. They say, that is one cuckoo preacher. I've got a hundred folks in here ain't believing for nothing. I like, what was that movie that, that, that her son uh, drowned in, in, in that ice? And they got him out. They made a movie about it. Anyhow, to make a long story short, her son died. Unbreakable. Huh? Unbreakable. Unbreakable? They got him back to life. He's in the bed. And the, they called a preacher in and all the church family comes and they in the waiting room. And the mama's in there praying for her son to live and to, and to come out of this. In the natural, it don't look good at all. So when she comes out, she's praying now. She's she, she believing. She's in faith. She walks out to the waiting room where the pastor is and the congregation in the waiting room. And they are all, they already got the boy buried. And you know what she said to them? She said, if y'all can't believe God with me, y'all need to go home. They're supposed to be believers. But they already got the boy. He ain't going home. We've already heard what the doctor said. 
I don't care what the doctor said. Do y'all care what the doctor said? I love doctors. I ain't against doctors. But I believe God's word can change anything. I, I, I'm convinced. If Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead after he'd been in the tomb for four days and his liver's already rotten, his, his heart's already rotten, his brain's already rotten in four days, they said he stinks. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. If he can do that, I'm convinced he can do anything. Amen? Y'all convinced? You got to be like Abraham. I'm fully persuaded that what God has said, he's well able to do. Amen? So, uh, man, I'm still trying to get to my scripture tonight. I appreciate y'all being patient with me. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. I love this. And listen, the whole Bible's full of this. But you just have to look for it whenever you look reading. Whenever you're reading and you listen. When you start reading through Mark, Matthew, Luke and John, start looking at the people that got a miracle. Did they hear the word? Mark chapter 5, the lady with the issue of blood. I'm going to take you all through that probably Sunday. She did all five of these steps to get her miracle. All five of these steps is found in what she did to get her miracle. Each one of them. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, the Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink. This is a statement of faith, okay? This is... Y'all hear me? You gotta speak before you see anything. Y'all understand? He's speaking. Ain't nothing happening, but he's speaking. This is what he's declaring. Remember Job chapter 22, verse 28? Y'all remember what I said? De declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established. Everything starts with you activating your faith by speaking. Speaking. Speaking the word. Speaking the word. So Elijah said to Ahab, Ahab is the king. Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Car Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. He's in a prayer posture. In verse 43, And said to his servant, Go up now and look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and he said, there is nothing. What's he looking for? He's looking for a sign of rain. And the servant goes and he said, there is nothing. That's the report he brings back. How many of y'all have been believing God before and then the next report you get, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing changed. What do you do? What do you do? You keep on believing and you keep on expecting. Expecting what? Elijah's looking for rain. See what he's looking for? Rain. He ain't stopping until he sees rain. So, 
There is nothing. He came back and he said, and seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time. Everybody say number seven is power. Yeah, that's God's number. It came to pass the seventh time that he said, there's a cloud. As small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. That ain't much. But let, look what Elijah did with, with, with a little bit of a sign. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Look at verse 46. I like this too. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he girded up his loins. And ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So here's what you got to see. Elijah's down on his knees. He's got his head between his knees. He's praying. He tells the servant, Go yonder to the mountains. Look out and tell me, Do you see any sign of rain? The servant goes, Who knows how far he went? He might have went a half a mile up tracking through the mountain. Could have been more. I don't know. But he went and he came back. Elijah looked up and said, What you got? He said, nothing. No sign of rain. Elijah said, go again. Elijah kept praying. He went. He came back. Number two. He said, what you see? Nothing. Go again. You know why he keeps telling him to go again? Because he's still in the spirit of expectation. He didn't hear the report that he wanted. He said, I might not have got it the first time. I might not have got it the second time. But I'm still looking. I'm still expecting. What's he looking for? Rain. He's looking for a report. So he said, you go again. Three. He came back. Nothing. Four. Nothing. Five. Nothing. Six. He goes six times. I'm thinking to myself. The servant says, I'm getting pretty tired here. I've been tracking these, 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 these mountains. I've been walking half a mile there, half a mile back, ain't got nothing. I bet on the sixth time he said, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look real good. He looked, and out in the middle of the sea, he sees a cloud the size of a man's hand. That ain't big. Way out there. This big. But it's a sign. It ain't much, but it's a sign. He come back to Elijah. Elijah said, What you got? He said, Sir. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Elijah jumped up and said, that's it. And next thing you know, the sky turns black. He sends Ahab word. You better get out of here. Get on your horse and get to going because it's fixing to flood here. You know, it ain't rained in three and a half years in this situation. It ain't rained in three and a half years. It's been a famine. Now Elijah is praying for rain and God sends the rain. But here's the thing. When the bad report kept coming, 
Time after time after time after time. Ain't nothing changed. There ain't no rain in sight. It ain't gonna rain this week. It ain't gonna rain. It's dry. Elijah didn't get moved by what he heard. He stayed in expectation. And he kept telling that man, you go keep looking until you come back with what I want to hear. I'm going to keep sending you as long as it takes because I know I'm in faith. I'm expecting I'm going to get a report that I like and then I'll get up. Until then, I ain't going nowhere. So the rain came and it began to flood just like he had prayed. But he kept looking. So what do you have to do when you go to the doctor and you get a bad report? You go home. You pray about it. Three or four weeks later, you go back to the doctor and you, you expect them to hear something changed. They're going to see something different. Well, they, they come back and say, I'm sorry, it's still the same. You go back home, what do you do? You don't stop believing. You don't stop praying. You do like Elijah. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep speaking the word. I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm holding on. I'm going back to the doctor. And then finally, it might, it might take five times to the doctor. Finally, the doctor said, I don't know what happened, but what was there is gone. You know why it's gone? It's because you would not, would not take no for an answer. You kept expecting it to change. You've got to hold on. You've got to hold on. No matter how, what it looks like, it don't matter how many negative reports you get, you've got to keep looking. You've got to keep expecting Keep expecting, keep expecting, keep holding on. Next thing you know, there it is. There's the sign. So Ahab took on, got on his horse. He took off, Steve. And guess what happened? Another miracle. The old man, the prophet, Elijah, he girded up his loins. He, that means he took his, 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 his kind of like a, his rope and he picked it up so he wouldn't trip on it and stuck it up in his belt. He made some shorts. And the old man outrun the king all the way to Jezreel. According to scripture, I mean, study, that was like a 19-mile journey. And the old man outrun the king all the way to Jezreel. Here's the miracle. The king always has the fastest horse in the kingdom. He ain't riding old, old Shetland pony. He got him a super, super thoroughbred. And he's booking it. And here comes Elijah. He, he, he passes him. And he continues to outrun the horse and the king all the way to Jezreel. Now when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, Lord, I want to see that on video. <laughs> that excites me. I want to see that old man run. But that's why the Spirit of the Lord came on him. The anointing came on him, and he took off. Son, I'm telling you, God can do some supernatural things. I just love it. Elijah smoked the king, outrunning. But the miracle was, keep looking. Go look again. Go look again. Don't give up if you don't see things changing. Don't give up. The delay is not denial. Just keep holding on to your faith. Keep believing. And keep expecting the best. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. amen.
Hallelujah. Those of you that are looking at, at, at this Bible study tonight, no matter what, what country you're in, what land you're in, don't you know we love you? Jesus Christ loves you. This operation of faith, if you'll take it and begin to work it, hallelujah, I'm telling you, it'll work for you. Continue to check your faith by these principles right here. And God always keeps his word. If there's a failure anywhere, it's always on us. It ain't on God. God ain't never failed. So continue to study the word and to keep tuning in. We love you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we ask that you believe that he died on the cross. He rose from the dead on the third day. If you'll believe this in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. God bless you. If you need a miracle, check. go to our website. Listen to every one of these sermons individually. And I guarantee you when you get done, your faith is going to be stronger than ever. And you're going to understand how faith is, is to operate and you'll get the miracles and the healing and the deliverance. Whatever you need, just hold on. Keep expecting it. God never fails. He's all powerful. We love you. God bless you.